worse than learning all that you led to believe was all horse crap. They distort so question as if you Warshack. Horsemen, force men, and they've long been having the course mapped. It ain't that you can't see, cause you can find it homes, it's that you don't want to. You cold by What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 76 of The Underground. I am once again joined by Joseph. Wild West Pimp Style. Nations. Oh, shoot. You know, I was trying to do this in, um, because I know you couldn't hear that. No, I couldn't hear it. I was going to tell you, but that's okay. It's okay. That's okay. I already knew. I kind of got it. I had it it playing in my head. Good, good, good. And this is the show where every week we remind you. Politics ruins everything. And how we can also fix things in post. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And. If you don't like us, thank you for listening to us. If you do like us, then you know that we utilize a value-for-value value system here, which means you can go to our show notes and our podcast episodes, click our direct.me link, or if you're listening on YouTube, well, actually, this part of the podcast won't go on YouTube, so never mind. <laughs> but you can go to our <laughs> direct.me link uh, in our show notes, click there, and you can donate to us through our PayPal link or our Bitcoin address. Uh, you can also... Uh, find our YouTube channel. Speaking of YouTube, subscribe to us, like and comment on there. It's really been growing and taking off. Yeah, I just did a recent uh, nerdorial live stream where we talked about the Fellowship of the Rings, at least half of it. Maybe and, a, maybe a quarter. <laughs> yeah, maybe a quarter. But we, you also find our Odyssey link and then our social media links, and you can follow us everywhere and anywhere and engage with us. We really have enjoyed the comments. Uh, one of our videos on youtube speaking about uh the theory of why the eagles couldn't take frodo to uh mountain doom uh this lady per- posted her college dissertation or her phd dissertation in response which was really great i say that in a funny way because it was so thorough yeah it was and so re- well done yep. and cited and everything that's what i mean like i'm making a joke but i mean that in a good light not in a bad light. yeah i mean she either had that thing written up somewhere already and copy and pasted it in there. Or she spent like an hour doing that. And oh, yeah. it, it's what we say all the time where it's like we just we love a lot of these these Lord of the Rings fans mm-hmm. because some of them just have like head knowledge that's unbelievable. Uh exactly. You're like, oh yeah, yeah, I never even considered that. <laughs> And, and it's one of those things. I don't consider myself an expert or a scholar, but it's the uh, lore that I know really well out of all of the, you know, different other types of fandoms like Star Wars and, you know, Marvel and Twilight. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, but yeah, no. So really well done again. Email us, comment, like, subscribe, follow us. Remember, the best things that you can do are download our episodes for our podcast and then also subscribe to us on YouTube yeah. really just helps us and word of mouth share our podcast YouTube channel everywhere that's the third best thing right uh, because word of mouth really does matter yes it does well Joseph why don't we go ahead and jump into the topics for this week um, so where are we starting man we're gonna start off with a very light-hearted uh, topic uh, Disney employees protest in Florida over the anti-grooming bill in Florida that people were calling, I say people, I mean Democrats, <laughs> were calling the don't say gay bill. 
uh, even though it doesn't say gay anywhere in there. Did you hear about the uh, the signs that were going up? I did not. What were the so what were going up? Allegedly, um, this is just based on what I saw on Twitter. Um, there are a bunch of people who are trying to protest the bill by putting billboards up everywhere that just say gay on them. That has to be a troll, right? Uh, you would like, think, you would think, but I wouldn't put it past people where they're just no. like, we we need to find a way to fight back. It's like, well, what if? And it could be a troll within their organization. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where someone was just like, what like if a honeypot? Yeah. Like, what if we put a bunch of signs up everywhere that just say "gay" on them, so that all these people have to see it every time they drive by? And they were like, yes, perfect. They probably like own all of those billboards too and so now someone's gonna make like a ton of money off of that yeah, anyway right um so this clip is uh has to do with that correct correct it does all right good morning everyone it took six days for the sheriff's office to find 108 people trying to buy or sell sex in polk county then there's xavier jackson he's 27 he is accused of sending sexual images to someone he thought was a 14 year old girl oh did I mention that he just happens to be a lifeguard at the Polynesian Resort for Disney? You think there's a few children around there? Sheriff Grady Judd identified several other Disney employees accused of soliciting a prostitute. This is the Honorable Daniel Peters. Sheriff Judd said Peters is a retired judge from Cook County, Illinois, who thought he was meeting up with an escort. He said, quote, I've been on the other side of this. Well, I'd like to ask him today. So which side do you like best? In one case, detectives <laughs> had to reschedule a meeting. The sheriff says Bradenton Seth Phillips demanded money anyway and showed up at the house with his girlfriend and a gun. We opened the door with four of our guys with guns and he's got a gun above his head. He's coming down with his gun Christina saves his life by jumping in front of him. Nobody was hurt, but they were both taken into custody. Thanks for watching our YouTube. You there? Yes. Was there a little bit of a disconnection for a second? Yeah, there was a little bit of disconnect for a second. That's okay. Uh, now, I just thought that was a great way, a lighthearted way to highlight that, you know, Disney employees have been protesting over the anti-group bill of like <laughs> four Disney employees get arrested <laughs> for pedophilia. So were were all of those other people involved in like a sex trafficking thing? Is that what was going on with mm -hmm. that? Okay. It's a human trafficking bust and it involved the, uh, sounded like a former judge and that one, I wanna... that one's like, I mean, I'd have to read into the, obviously get more details on all of that um that one felt sort of like out of place with the other two just a little bit yeah uh, yeah dude it, it, go just, ahead well just because it's like like was it underage or was he just soliciting like what what was going on in that instance um, right was he trying to get an escort that he thought was an adult yeah yeah, yeah. Um, but it didn't seem like with the other one so i listened to the full clip um it didn't seem like he was actively trying to uh, pursue an escort that was uh, an adult. So gotcha. But yeah. anyway, uh, well, that's. I mean, yeah. it's a conversation for another time, and 
it's it's not a would I do that in a situation where that was a legal action and more of like with can through legalizing something like that can you make it safer for literally everyone yeah if they choose to go down that route that's that's the only thing that I was kind of curious about um, yeah but it's, it's personally you know. I don't really care about Florida Florida's Florida I'm not, <laughs> I don't reside in Florida but yeah, fair enough. from what I've read of the bill um, it just seems like an anti-grooming bill that's it uh, yeah so and it's really suspect the people who are against it yeah it is it's very weird um, they all seem to come from that sort of like weird part of the internet yep you know what I mean and um, mm-hmm. as as we pointed out as funny as it is uh, it, a lot of the time, the people who are looking for those sort of things, especially the people that are looking to take advantage of minors, they tend to be around minors a lot. Yep. You know what I mean? It's like they put themselves into those situations to try to see if they can take advantage of it. Now, it's not the case for everyone, of course. No. Um, but it's one of the reasons why it's... And, and we'll, we'll talk about another story in a little bit, uh, why it's important for parents to be aware of like what's going on with their kids. Absolutely. Um, Even if it's a youth pastor, right? Oh, yeah. So... Uh, this next one is so recently the funding for the people bill was passed by both the house and the Senate. What and a name. <laughs> I know, right. I think it was just for Ukraine aid, uh, too, which is funding <laughs> for the people, not of the United States. No, Ukraine. no, no, no. Steal and from really us. Really what it is is yeah. just money, money laundering, right? Yeah. Steal from us. Um, give to the neo-Nazis. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Literally supporting Nazis. Anyway, uh, I found this article. I thought it was great by Bearing Arms, which you know he linked his sources into uh, you know the Senate uh, bill, and then uh, those who voted for it in the Senate linked the bill. Those who voted for it in the Senate and those who voted for it in the House. And basically, what it was was a sneaky way to get uh, gun control passed. And basically, what was passed was if there's an if the if an FBI agent or whoever's entering your information, typically it's an FBI FBI agent into the what is it the let me pull it up right here the NCIS I think it is or the NICS yeah uh, NICS yeah, yeah that's what it is and so ba- this is what he says so some of the provisions include the prosecution and criminal investigation of any NICS check denials. The problem with opening a criminal investigation of every denial is that according to the GOA. Nine out of ten denials are errors on the part of the FBI. Given the continued issue, issues with the with our NICS system, one would think it would make sense to finish fixing NICS rather than add such insult to injury. Yeah. The, the GOA also noted that another provision authorized the Justice Department to make special appointments and deputizations to prosecute new gun control laws. In short, the anti-civil rights leaders are looking at workarounds to the Second Amendment sanctuary movement. So uh, the important thing I wanted to highlight, the reason why I thought this was interesting, was the Republicans who voted yes on this. Mm -hmm. And I'm just going to go in the Senate. Surprisingly, I will point out, Dan Crenshaw voted no in the House. Yeah, I think if he had done that... uh, he would have been in uh, a lot of trouble. There's, you know, there are, there's like lines that, you know, kind of being a war hawk and being someone who yeah. is, is not, uh, 
let's just say not a conservative more than a Republican, because I think he kind of fits right in with the Republican crowd for the most part. Right. Um, and the problem is, is that this bill is like 24 to 2,700 pages long. Yeah. And it's, it's nearly three, it it's nearly like, 3,000. Yeah. And I want to say they released it at 1.30 a.m., which uh-huh. only gave them like uh, obviously, you know, very limited time frame to read it. Yep. I, it was hours, only hours. And uh, so McConnell voted yes, of course. He of course would. he did. Yeah. Um, your favorite Republican, uh, Lindsey Graham, voted yes. Of course he did. Uh, <laughs> who else voted yes? So Tommy Tur- Tuberville, the former head coach Tuberville. of Auburn, also the senator in Alabama, voted yes. I think he was a Trumper too, uh, which is funny. Uh, uh, well, Trump wasn't. I mean, let's be real. Trump yeah, wasn't pro. He wasn't. Laws, that's yeah. why I brought that up. But I will have to shout out my senator and representative for the good old state I reside in. Both voted no. Very surprised by that. And I think, too, where's Montana on this? I wanted to say the dude in Montana. No. Does my, one of them voted no. I want to say the other one. What's his name? Blunt? No, that was in Missouri. Yeah, he's in Missouri. Sorry. He voted uh, yes. That's another Republican. And my point in bringing this up is to remember people that most Republicans, a majority of them, don't have your best interests at heart. They don't care about you. They're part of the military industrial complex. And it's all about, hey, we can't. And this and he mentions this in his article. uh, What's his name? Uh, John Petrolino. And. Democrats are he this is what he says Democrats and Republicans have been pushing to stuff gun control in big and popular bills such as the Violence Against Women's Act for years part of their stat- strategy was putting something unpopular like gun control into something which is difficult to vote against like a law called the Violence Against Women Act which is a typical political strategy that politicians utilize right uh you know just, we're going to talk about it later in this episode but it's like when it comes to kids' safety, that's another thing they like to use because who yeah. wants to vote against kids' safety, right? Yeah. So far, Gun Owners of America, GOA, has been successful at defeating the gun grabbers at every turn. But just recently, anti-gun politicians have pulled perhaps their dirtiest trick yet. Because your elected officials are afraid of being on the record, leadership protects them by stuffing things they don't think will pass on its own merits into what is known as the annual ominous bill or omni for short omnibus with, yeah um <laughs> what did i say omni it's omnibus sorry i don't mean to <laughs> no what did i say uh, uh, um omnibus yeah it's om- omnibus omnibus yeah yeah my bad omnibus bill or omni for short one would think because negotiations have been ongoing for years politicians would wise up to the fact no one wants gun control rather than listening to you they would rather stuff uh, the Violence Against Women Act into this upcom- uh-huh. upcoming omnibus bill and claim they had to vote for it to fund everything our government does. Yep. So, and that's essentially what happens. And so, there's a lot of, you know, even with, even though he's just a governor, the prob- one of the problems I have with Ron DeSantis, and I don't know everything about him, but one of the problems that I have is a lot of the neocons support him and that works. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, you know what I mean? Oh yeah. Well, and and we'll we'll talk about some other stuff uh, later, because I mean there's there's a lot of this sort of like House and Senate and 
um, not trusting these people. But I mean, yeah, you look at someone like Lindsey Lindsey Graham, who is the the senator from South Carolina. Anyway, you look at someone like Lindsey Graham, right, who is like the senator for South Carolina, and he's been a Republican there forever. South South Carolina is supposed to be the state that's. Uh, traditionally very red, traditionally very conservative, you would think that that would line up more along the lines of spend less money, Mm -hmm. more freedom. Decentralization, limited federal government. But he is like, dude, he has got to be the biggest hypocrite when it comes to this stuff. I mean, he's the guy that got caught fist bumping Kamala Harris, I think, after her and Biden Biden won. Um, I think that's when it happened. So... Yeah, I just this this whole thing. Uh, it, I mean, it didn't surprise me at all. If anything, it was like, you know, you. I, I almost could guarantee you, you would show this to someone who's voted like Republican their entire life, and you'd be like, especially let's say they live in South Carolina, because uh, actually my one of my senators uh, voted nay on this too, um, from North Carolina. Oh, nice! Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. Uh, For North Carolina, that's saying something. Actually, both of them did. Oh. Man. Yeah. Uh, which is, I'm not going to lie, it's kind of surprising. Uh, neither of them are that great either. Uh, anyway, so, you know, you talk to someone from there, let's say they voted for Lindsey Graham, let's say they, they say they are like hardcore Second Amendment, you know, mm-hmm. all these things that a lot of these um, conservatives or Republicans believe. Um, I guarantee you they'd still vote for him if it was like, oh, yeah. You know, it came down to it because I'd be like, well, it's better than the other guy. It's like, but is it really? I mean, they're. They're pretty much just doing – he's voting the same way. Um, yeah. and the I, way I like the phrase it is Democrats are burning down the house and Republicans are like, no, 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 no just the kitchen. Yeah, yeah. That's not a bad <laughs> – You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah. Oh, just <laughs> – like they don't yeah. do anything. Yeah. They're they're attempting to uh, mitigate disaster – like the disaster, incoming disaster instead of trying to actually build something for the people who put them into office. Yes, um, exactly. Yeah, it, well, and it's why I tell you all the time, man, I just don't, I don't believe in this whole, um, if we just get the right people in office. Yeah. Because I think ultimately Washington just corrupts all of them. Even if they have good intentions coming in, mm-hmm. uh, the system is so uh, against people trying to do anything to it to it right like even yep. take take trump for instance right even his uh generally feeble attempts to actually get anything done usually the whole system went against them exactly and then usually he just sort of was like oh well can't do anything about it yeah can't stop yemen can't do any of this stuff just have to kind of you know and and he talked a big game now would he have gotten things it's there's no way to totally tell right it's like maybe hey, he would have. Your audio is coming in weird right now. Okay, well, a little a, a little muffled. Is it clear on your end? Yeah, it's clear on my end. Okay, cool. Uh, um, I think we're just having some some slight connection issues. Okay. Um. Anyway, so yeah, tr- I mean, Trump could have right given the opportunity, and co- you know, let's say the Republicans were actually on his side for a lot of these things. Maybe he could have gotten some stuff done. There's no there's no way to tell for sure. Um, the biggest problem with him was always the fact that he just uh. He bent over too easily on everything. Yeah, like he cracked on everything, or uh, a lot of the stuff with like the mili- military-industrial complex. Um, you know, he was going to stop Yemen, but I think it was Raytheon basically was like, no, and so they just kept selling weapons. But David, you need to care 
about the war in Ukraine. You're sounding like a Putin <laughs> apologist. Uh, yeah, well, and I'm just like all wars matters. Ha- all wars matter. <laughs> all wars matter. Hashtag rooting for Putin. Yeah, um, and no, you bring a great point, and I think the, the realization that people need to come to is that you know Washington D.C. is like the One Ring, right? It it corrupts people, and it's one of those you know questions someone had asked one time uh, to me: uh, Does absolute power corrupt absolutely? To which I replied, "That's a great question," and does it attract the corruptible? Yeah. Those who are corrupt, yeah. the easily corrupted, and right? And I, so... I would almost tell you... that's It's complicated, right? Because it is. you want to say yes, but at the same time, I want to be like, well, there's always that small percentage of people that probably wouldn't be. Yeah. But then you have to think those people are the people that we tell not to go near hot tubs, small planes, or bridges. Exactly. Um those are the people that end up dead a lot of the time. You know what I mean? Like you're talking about like the McAfee's of the world. Um, people who go against certain organizations and they, they have a tendency to really, I can only speak of, Oh yeah, we're still having some trouble. We'll just work through it. Let me, okay. If we can finish this episode, then after this episode, I'll just uh, reset my internet, see if that's an issue, but I'll check my speech real fast while I'm talking. But I mean, I, you know, I, and when I say I trust, I don't mean 100% keep that in mind. But Rand Paul is one person that even though I don't agree with him on everything, which you never agree with someone on, um, I I trust him. I think he's, you know, he appears, right? He appears genuine. Thomas Massey and, and maybe a few others I'm not thinking of off the top of my head. But, yeah, my connection speed is fine. Um uh, but yeah, so that's what, I, but the vast majority of people, it's like, especially when you start to look into things and you start to follow the money, it just really goes to show how easily corrupted people are. Oh, it's always about the money, man. I mean, the minute you put something like that in, in front of someone and it's just like, look, you just got to tow this line, right? Yep. You get all this extra money from us as long as you tow this line and you vote the way that we need you to vote. I mean, that's all that, um, what, uh, uh. The people that go there and and talk to the lobby—that's all the, the lobbyists. Lob- lobbyists do. Yeah. Um. They. Uh. Yeah. It's it's that's the whole point of it. And so these people go in and, you know, it doesn't matter how logical you are at the end of the day, mm-hmm. when it comes to any of the people who are in Congress or Senate. It's like you mm-hmm. could maybe sit down with some of them and have a reasonable conversation, right? And explain to them here's my reason for uh, desiring to own a firearm, right? Right. And it wouldn't matter even if they gave you all the platitudes to your face, right? And and yeah. you see this, right? Because Dan Crenshaw is such a good example of this because we talked about it a few weeks ago with that uh, that teenage girl who called him out on that mm-hmm. thing. Dude, he cracked. He, he cracked oh, he under, did crack. He cracked under pressure the minute someone called him on something. And this is why... They put the fence around Congress, why they don't want to be near the people, right? And, of course, it's not all of them. Um, And then some of them will make uh, appearances because they have to. But you got to think about it. Like, I remember, I guess he's not even involved in anything right now, but the uh, Beto down in uh, 
in, yeah. in Texas. Beto O'Rourke. He, I've seen videos of him getting confronted by people that are like, you do not speak for us, right? I think there was a man who um, uh, appeared to be Mexican, um, and he went up to him. He's like, you don't speak for us. He's like, we like our firearms. We like things this, the way they are here. It was like, and he's like, and I, I can't remember. He might have even mentioned something about like, you know, the way he's destroying things or whatever, whatever the case may be. Um, he was clearly against Beto O'Rourke. Um, and they were like trying to push this guy away. Right. And this, that's not in general, the way that Beto wants to be seen. Like he wants to be yep. seen as a man of the people. But in reality, that's not the case. Uh, and it's something that we all have to remember when it comes to any of these politicians. And the same thing said for, for Tulsi Gabbard. Um, same thing can probably be said for, for Massey and uh, uh, Rand Paul as well. Now, it doesn't mean that that's who they are, right? Mm-hmm. But that thing always has to be in the back of your mind where it's like 99% of these guys would push me away for a disagreement. Even yep. if even if I was like in their home area and was like, yep. I am your constituent. Here's the policy problems that I have with things that you're doing. Why did you vote this way? You know what I mean? Because you imagine, yep. could you imagine if it was required uh, for all of these guys to have to sit in a room and uh, be held accountable for the things that they voted on? Dude, by their I constituents. Don't, I don't understand. <laughs> it's so funny. Like. The older, the older generation, right, picks on our generation for babying and things like that. I've seen so much from the older generation uh-huh. making excuses for pastors and senators and people yep. in powerful positions, right? Yep. So don't get me wrong; people deserve grace and like, but these are grown men and women. Yeah, there's there's a they there's can a limit for themselves. Yeah, there's a limit, and being held accountable isn't the same thing as like showing grace in a lot of these situations. Or yeah, like. If, sh- sh- yeah, you know, just being filled with rage or anger, like yeah, exactly. show, be, holding someone accountable isn't a, a lack of grace. Grace is included, or accountability is included in grace, right? Absolutely. And um, yeah, I mean, I I couldn't even imagine talking to someone like Lindsey Graham, going through <laughs> like his record, and being like, hey, you know what's going on in Yemen, right? It's like you you know what we did in Afghanistan for the last twenty years, like all of especially when it comes to war right now, because that seems to be the thing that especially among a lot of Republicans that they do not want to talk about. Dude, I bet if I bet I'm gonna put money down, twenty bucks to you, <laughs> if you want to take the bet. If the Republicans sweep in the House and Senate, right, and so they gain control of Congress, right, except for the presidency, and they but they gain enough to where they could override a veto. In both houses, right? I bet that they're more warmongering than the Democrats are right now. I could see it. Now, I the only reason that I, I might disagree is because of, um, well, we'll talk about her later, but um, I think that uh, MTG, all Marjorie Taylor Greene, mm-hmm. um, dis- despite some of the things that came out about her, um, her current uh, stock trading habits... Uh, I think she's pretty anti-war, and I think a lot of these new yeah. Republicans. Now, I I'll, I'll, let me preface. I this. looked into that stock trading thing, by the way, and those stock moves happen after uh, the stuff came out regarding Russia and Ukraine and everything like that. Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna say those that she probably has somebody else doing that stuff for her. Yeah, that's true too. So 
because uh, a lot of people, especially if they're in that probably position, Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> yeah, it's the same person. They got they got the same the same traitor. Um, I, the only reason I bring that up is because she uh, she had like Lockheed Martin stock. Um, and a lot of people were getting on to her about it or whatever. And it's it's so funny that they use her as like a sacrificial lamb for that. But that's the story. We're going to get to that story in a minute. Anyway, yeah. the reason I'm I'm saying all this um, is that either MTG knows her constituents and that and she's reading the tides correctly and that people are like, we do not want this. Like, yeah. do not start something uh, with Pootie Tang. Like, do not do it. Yeah. And I think maybe she sees that. And there's a lot of other people like Lindsey Graham that don't. And, you know, it might be uh, a bit of uh, a wish on my part that that will ultimately hurt him when he's up for re-election if he runs again. I hope so. I'm going to tell – I know people in uh, – I have family in South Carolina. I'm going to tell them, hey, I typically don't do this. Don't vote for Lindsey Graham primary, that dude. Uh, but I will <laughs> yeah, say that this. Would be nice. I feel like Lindsey Graham is – disconnected right him and mitch mcconnell and stuff yeah. they're disconnected from regular people whereas mtg isn't right right and so i i think not ha- like not being in that elitist bubble that establishment bubble that lindsey graham's definitely in whereas mtg being and is a populist candidate lindsey graham isn't if you if you remember correctly lindsey graham was originally never trumper but then once john mccain right. died he switched course um and so you know, it's important to remember those things that Lindsey Graham isn't who people think he is. That doesn't mean that, you know, quote unquote, he can't change, but I'm never going to hold a politician to that. Uh, and speaking, speaking of warmongers, I know that your favorite Fox News host um, <laughs> has some things to say. I was trying to make a joke about another Fox News host, like an attractive woman that works there. But I there's I can't I don't watch Fox News like ever, so I couldn't even tell you. Um, yeah. Who, uh uh, I wouldn't be able to tell you myself. I, I know. I I'm, like, I'm, I'm like sitting here thinking, like, who still works there? Uh, yeah, I know, right? Do you remember? Um, I think she used to work for. No, she didn't work for Fox News. Remember Nancy Grace? Do you remember her? Oh yeah, she was. Cool. She worked for CNN, right? Yeah, she was crazy, dude. Dude. Um. All right. Uh, yes. Old Sean Hannity had some had to to chime in. Uh, speaking of uh, Lindsey Graham, they both kind of have a similar opinion about uh, the, the stuff going on in Ukraine. Military will hear about shows like this. They need to stop taking orders from this murderer. They need to take him out. The world needs to agree that Putin should no longer be running Russia. He's a murdering authoritarian thug killing innocent civilians and civilized countries need to agree that he must be removed sooner than later and by whatever means necessary. So, David, my question I have is if that's the stance we're going to take, which I don't disagree with, I think Putin is definitely that, right? I agree with that Putin is definitely evil, uh, a murdering thug, all that stuff. absolutely. Evil man, right? Yeah. Now, let's also hold our own presidents to that standards and line them up as well, right? Yeah. When it, when it comes to that, if you if Sean Hannity is going to promote that with Putin, then he would also have to promote that with our presidents because the murdering of innocent civilians they've done, the uh, they've killed, and the uh, what call it? Oh, I lost my train of thought. Sorry, you're gonna say something? Oh yeah, I w- I would say that uh, each one of them uh, in our lifetime, uh, I'd have to check to see when Putin actually took over. Um, but I, I would 
I'd probably put money on that at the very least in my lifetime, Putin versus each one of the presidents we've had, that the U.S. has uh, done more damage in the world. Completely agree. Yeah. Um, and it's and that's the thing. You said before we, we were talking about something earlier before we started the, the, the podcast, and yeah. you brought up a good point is that people, when they say something, they don't realize the inconsistencies of their own views uh, regarding something else. And that's the problem with Sean Hannity. If he's going to say that uh, about Putin, that also applies to Bush, Obama, Trump and Biden, Clinton. Right? Yeah, I, I put yeah, Clinton. And Clinton too. Clinton, I forgot about him. Yeah, uh, Clinton. I mean, you could probably go Ronald Reagan. Yeah, uh, he, uh, George Bush Senior. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we like uh, everything going on in uh, the Middle East. A lot of that started with George Bush Senior. Yep. Um, we, so I mean, yeah, man, and and we're talking abroad for certain. But a lot of the policies, a lot of the things, I mean, think about the, was it the 94 crime bill? Yeah. Uh, all the lives that that destroyed. Um, oh, dude, not only that, but you think about when we have done regime changes and assassinated someone, right? Like uh, Gaddafi in Libya. There's yep. a, an actual slave market. I'm not talking about sex slavery, not just that, but an actual slave market going on in Libya right now because Gaddafi had control and order of that situation now not not necessarily saying he should have stayed in power right that he was a good man or anything like that but there was a vacuum that was vacated after he after our government assassinated him yep so yeah it 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 seems to be that the 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 way that it works with regime changes is that we go in uh we threaten and say do what we want you to do they either say yes or say no and then either way, we as the United States get our way. Yep. Uh, one Regardless way or another. Actual people want, yeah. want things like that. And the reality is, is that it's a question that we talk about often. Where's the line to where you do do something about uh, an, an evil and heinous acts occurring in the world, right? And it's like, you know, human atrocities, right? You think about... World War II and the concentration camps. At what point do you do something? Because you got concentration camps going on in China right now. Should we do a war with China? Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. We, you know, and, and I, you know what I'm saying, I would probably say that. And of course, there's always a situation I think that could arise where where my mind might be changed. I mean, you know what I mean. It's like there are all all sorts of possibilities yeah. that come up. But I, I'd say generally, it's not. First of all, I don't know a single country that's going to go to to war over a, a concentration camp. Um, right. we, we like to kind of play this this idea that that had something to do with uh, World War II, like the U.S. and World War II. didn't have anything to do with that. Nope. It had nothing to it do didn't. with that. We got into World War II because we got uh, attacked by the Japanese. And we <laughs> – I, I would make the argument that the U.S. government was hoping for it. Uh, yeah, maybe even beyond hoping. There might yeah. yeah. Maybe it's, even being playing at it, right? If you if you want to go down that route, it's definitely a little shadier. People, yeah. How many how do we get the American people on board with the war in Europe? Exactly. And because got, people didn't want that. Yeah. Because at, of World War One. Look at Ukraine now. Yep. It's this it's the same kind of thing where you have uh stuff coming out a lot of it turned well, – obviously, we know that – this is not saying that Pearl Harbor didn't happen, by the way. I don't want anybody right. to read into this in some stupid way. Yeah, um, what you're saying is what Whoopi Goldberg said is the Holocaust didn't happen. <laughs> That's what David is saying. 
Whoopi, David wants Whoopi, everybody Whoopi to know that he's my denying homie. the Holocaust. <laughs> Dude, yeah, but it's it's one of those situations where you see what's going on in Ukraine now, and you have uh, all of this stuff coming out, all of these stories that you hear, and it's these like terrible incidences, and it turns out like ninety percent of them aren't correct. I know, like the Ukraine model, that was the best one yeah. for me. The the Snake Island one was the one that I was just like, oh, yeah. oh of course. The right? Ghost of Kiev. What yep. was that one like? Some dude had killed like all these different. He was like flying Russian around soldiers or whatnot. Big, I'm yeah, like, yeah, whatever. Uh-huh. My favorite, one of my other favorite ones. Oh, we're good. Okay, yeah, one yeah. of my other favorite ones was uh, the uh, who was it? Some journalist or someone famous. Uh, Hello? Oh, I lost him again. And he forgot to take the site. Hey, hey I lost you again. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Well, someone someone famous had posed for a, uh, you know, holding a rifle, right? And it was ended up being a pellet gun, and the sight wasn't taken off. Wow. The cap to the sight wasn't taken off, and I was just dying laughing. That wasn't, and, the, and it had the logo, of the pellet gun, on there too. That wasn't the same one that was like that. Uh, the woman and everyone was like, "Oh, this woman is gonna be fighting for Ukraine or whatever," and it turned out that she was a uh, model and it was an airsoft gun. So yeah, that's the situation with Ukraine is that, you know, they want to act as if we should start caring about Ukraine over. Yemen and Libya and Iraq and Afghanistan went and we could name Saudi Arabia or Syria, I should say, and we could name more countries. But, you know, the problem is, is that I, I stand with all the innocent civilians involved in yeah. this, right? You, I'm not saying that we shouldn't advocate for Ukraine. We should advocate for Ukraine. We should advocate for the Russian citizens, but we should also be advocating for ourselves. And that's the problem is that think about the reputation of America, the uh, the ideal that people so much want to talk about America be a, being for freedom. Freedom isn't bombing the heck out of other countries, right? And people right. like to say, well, war isn't pretty and stuff like that. There's never a justifiable oh, yeah. reason oh, to kill innocent people. You know what I mean? Yep. So you can miss me with that argument. That doesn't add up to me. And I think it just goes to serve the blowback to eventually expect from this, especially with our, the, you know, the Bush administration, the Obama administration, and I, I can't speak for Trump and his administration. I think so too with them, uh, but specific and the Biden administration specifically training the Azov battalion, the Azov, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, I believe I am. Yeah. Azov right. per- battalion. I've heard it a couple different ways. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I've heard it both ways. Yeah. Uh, or two different ways myself. But they are neo-Nazis, and our government has literally trained and stood behind neo-Nazis. Yep. Yeah, I believe the funding started with Obama, if I remember correctly. Mm. That he that was like the big push to train. And this is what we do. We go into countries. We, you know, essentially get them to fight proxy wars for us. We yep. provide weapons. We do all this stuff. And then a lot of the time... They come back over here and like blow people up, or they start, you know, blowing up, uh, you know, military bases or whatever, or you know, whatever they these people can get their hands on that feel like they've been slighted by uh, the U.S. Mm-hmm. And um, everyone goes, 
Well, and, you know, it's a little different now, but I think 9-11 was, of course, the one that woke everybody up where everyone was like, well, why would these random people do this to us? I've never never even heard of uh, uh, Afghanistan, right? Yeah. And, and then it's like it turns out that we've been meddling over there for 10-plus years before that. Or longer. Lo- probably yeah. longer, yeah. And uh, ever, But that was all that it took, right? It's like... American soil got attacked everybody was pretty was on board for the most part I mean I think I had heard a number recently that it was like somewhere between like five and ten percent of Americans in uh, 2001 were against uh, what Bush was doing Mm. and that's the thing is like we didn't know yeah a lot further I mean obviously there were people that did but it was such a small minority all that anyone saw was those buildings going down. Now, of yep. course, we've learned quite a bit since then uh, about not only how uh, the world works and about a lot of these other countries, but the U.S.'s involvement in a lot of these other countries. Um, so yep. this this whole Ukraine thing, um, it's just it's weak in a lot of ways. Um, it and, is. and you're right. Everyone just wants to point back to this thing where if you're not just um, you know strapped in for Ukraine. Uh, then you must have some sort of uh, connection to Russia, right? This is yeah, it's literally David's Red Scare 2.0. Asset. Yeah. Uh, you know, this is the, oh, you know, Sputnik's spying on us. Blah, blah, blah. It's just like, man, everybody's spying on you, right? Yep. Like That's how I commented to that dude on YouTube saying, yeah, you know, Putin had called me beforehand before he posted us to let me know he was going to invade Ukraine. Exactly. And, you know, just to be very hyperbolic with it. And it, it's just disingenuous. I think another factor that plays into it is that journalism is, for the most part, dead. What I mean by that is there it's a profession now, and they're so compromised by the corporate pre- or the corporations and our government. Whereas before the '70s, you know, journalism used to be a trade, like a carpenter is a trade, right? Sure. You know, their neighbors were uh, the working class. Yeah. Whereas now. You know, since the 70s, it became a profession to where you go to university and there's nothing wrong with getting educated, but it became a profession like a lawyer and a doctor is. And so then they started advocating and toting the corporate line. Right. And very few journalists actually do what we what everybody likes to call the work. Right. Yes. And go against the uh, the grain. Yeah. I mean, it's technically what I have my degree in. Yep. And it. Uh, yeah, it, that's exactly what it's like. You you kind of get told how you're supposed to do things, how it's supposed to work. You know, this is the way the grades work, right? Yep. You you get your grade because you're doing the thing that your professor told you is the correct thing to do. So you take that into the work environment and you do the same thing. Whereas with a trade, it's not like a carpenter. It's not exact. Like there is, but there's a there's creativity you have. Sure. In a profession, there's no creativity you have, yep. right? Yep. It's not like a doctor is going to go, well, typically you rewire your heart like this, but kind of <laughs> how I envisioned it, envisioned it is going around the lung and then through the spleen and then over the kidney and then back to your heart to right. rewire your arteries. You know what I mean? Right. So. And, and man, I, I'd even tell you like what ended up happening, this, this idea of it going from being like a trade to um, like a profession or whatever. Uh, that happened and you lost 
that's when it really like died out right what real journalism you know going to do the research and it was still there in in certain aspects there's a lot of right. um, uh, a lot of photographers who have uh, and, and people who have died because they were willing to go into these really tough places to try to get the stories mm-hmm. um, you'll never get that anymore I mean we hear about it all the time now where like CNN is in Ukraine three days before anything's happening and they're pretending they're putting their helmets on and pretending <laughs> like yeah so you, you have a lot of that that going on um, but you have people who are willing to go out and they're trying to talk to people they're trying to get information out to people um and sometimes it's in in dangerous situations and a lot of the people who came up nowadays who wanted to be in journalism because they have these like grandiose ideas of of what that would mean and people paying attention to them right and feeling as if they're being heard by a group of people and they have meaning in their life um it's like useless now and everyone everyone looks at these people like they're nuts they'd rather listen to two guys sitting in their houses um talking on microphones than they would to um people like uh lemon don lemon and uh hannity and yep. uh, a lot of these other guys that are out there now obviously some of them have bigger numbers than we do but again it's because they're on like these corporate press channels it's like yep. a lot of a lot of people st- sit at home and they turn it on and they listen to it because they, they've got an r or a d next to their name and it doesn't have anything to do with like what's being said and not to mention these corporate channels have to tote the esg lines environmental yep oh. right and so you know, they're not necessarily after the truth. They're after their own agenda and their own narrative. Yeah. Uh, and I, I think that's an important play. Now, did you want to get into this WNBA in Russia? Yeah, we've got time. Which, I, I mean, I, I'm sorry, Russian citizens. We tried to prevent that from happening, but. <laughs> Dude, I, yeah, we got to we got to go. We, we definitely need to go through these. We've got three more uh, three more topics and we're not behind or anything like that. No. It's just the. Uh, a couple of things I'll have to edit together. So, yeah, so I'll, I'll just let them explain it and then we'll talk about it a little bit. Okay. As the war with Ukraine rages, WNBA superstar rages. Brittany Griner remains in Russian custody several <laughs> sure weeks after she was arrested on drug charges. Yeah, but there are many unanswered questions regarding Please. the incident and her whereabouts. For more on this, let's now bring in Ben Pickman. He's a writer and editor for Sports Illustrated. Ben, good to have you with us. So first, bring us up to speed on the incident. What was it that happened and what do we know about where Brittany is and how she's yeah. doing? So we know that in late January, Brittany Griner last played for this Russian club, UMMKC Ekaterinburg. And we know that in mid-February, February 17th, she was detained uh, traveling back to Russia uh, on what the Federal Customs Services, they saw uh, hashish oil um, and have subsequently booked her on narcotics charges. That's kind of what is kind of being alleged against Brittany Griner. And in the subsequent few weeks, we've seen this video, as, as you're showing on screen, and a subsequent mugshot photo that has been released of Brittany Griner in kind of Russian custody. But that's about all we know publicly on the matter, and that's all that's been released uh, on the subject as well. And what challenges lie ahead in order to actually get her back, in order to bring Griner home safely? I mean, I, I think it's a big challenge, right? And the question is if this is going to take a more legal route or a more diplomatic route, a more mm-hmm. political route. And that's something we don't exactly know at this juncture, right? There's certainly, I think, five to 10 years. It depends on how much oil um, the Russian uh, criminal services, cr- criminal justice system actually finds, uh, determines the length of a possible sentence from a legal perspective. And then, of course, as you all know, involving the backdrop with Ukraine and Russia and the war that's ongoing and how the U.S. is involved, there's this potential political situation that maybe involves a negotiation of some sort. That's something we really don't know. And that timeline also feels um, extended. Right now, at this juncture, there's 
there's just a lot, a lot of questions about Brittany Griner and very few answers, at least publicly, that we're getting. Man. She has to put her hope in this current administration. That <laughs> sucks for so, her. Might as well just throw away the key. Yeah, I I have like thoughts about this. So I, I you you might have missed it just because um, I forgot to share the the audio with you right away. But the um, one of the things that he says in there is like he calls her like a superstar, and I'm like, brah. I'm like, she's she's a WNBA player. Like that's she's not a superstar. Yeah, you're you're that's no. Uh, I'm I sorry. Mean, she's more famous than I am, clearly. Yeah. Well, but... she's no, she's literally now more famous than you are because of this situation. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Let's be real. Yeah. Um, so besides the yeah, jokes, that's a good point. And besides, that does yeah. suck. I mean, she shouldn't be locked up for freaking marijuana. Who gives a crap? It's a plant. Right. So my my original thought, right, was like, okay, yeah, it's dumb. And then I was like, well. It is your responsibility, right? Because one of the things that mm-hmm. that we talk about a lot on here is like despite not liking taxes or wanting to pay taxes we still do them because being involved with the irs in that kind of way is worse yes it is right you just there are certain things that like for us to continue doing what we do there are lines that have to be towed uh because it doesn't do you a lot of good to be sitting in jail for something like that right um so like irs uh there was another company too that recently um I can't remember what it was. Anyway, uh, so you have to kind of know how things work. And one of the things that you need to know is when you're traveling to certain places, if the things that you are carrying could get you in trouble, like could you could go to jail because uh, certain things are still illegal in other countries, right? Like you can't bring uh, marijuana or any of that kind of stuff into the Middle East because in some of those countries, they'll put you to death. Yeah, exactly. Like they'll kill you. And so I was like, all right. Well, yeah, it's kind of ridiculous. She should have known these things. Her manager should have known these things, whatever the case may be. Um, I mean, she's a WNBA player. There is a certain, and she's played for like the U.S. teams. Um, So there's a certain amount of like, she has people around her that should be helping her with this stuff, right? And then then I found out that, and they said it in in that clip, that she's been playing in Russia for like six or seven years. Mm. So this can't be the first time she's gone through customs with what basically I think was a vape cartridge. Yeah, with a like a weed, bit of THC. Like, yeah, THC vape cartridge. And I'm yep. like, there's no way this is the first time she's done this. So then you think, and I wasn't the first person to come up with this. I think uh, Adam Curry mentioned this on on their show. Uh, he uh, he was saying that it's like it seems sort of like uh, someone got tipped off. And that yep. they maybe were trying to use her as a martyr for this Russia situation. Mm. And trying That's to That's a good point. Yeah. So here's the thing though. Why would you pick a WNBA player? Yeah, I know, dude. And I also want to mention the whole journalism thing I brought up. John had mentioned on the No Agenda podcast too this past week. Uh but yeah, it seems weird that you would pick a WNBA player for that. You know, of all the, of all of the like, if that's the case, right, if if they really were trying to do this to essentially mm-hmm. drum up drama uh, of every right, because like, think about it. Right. Do you remember? Do you remember who they first brought out during all of the Rona stuff? No, who was it? Tom Hanks. Oh, that's right. Good old 
Forrest Gump himself. Yeah. Oh, Tom Hanks has the Rona. He's in uh, Australia. We don't know what's going to happen with him and his wife. This could be the end of Tom Hanks, right? Everybody's freaking out. Um, okay. It was, I mean, the, the curtain was starting to get pulled back a little bit at that time, too, but not nearly as much as it is now. And so now it's like, they're, again, they they're, never went after dogs, too, with COVID yet. Yeah, that was always yet. so surprising yet. Um, it's coming. Yeah. It's coming. Apparently, there's a new variant now. No, of course. I don't think anybody's right. even paying attention anymore. No. No. But go ahead. Uh, I think you were saying, I think you had asked me, Joseph, what's uh, the similarity between um, cops and a box of chocolates? They'll both kill your dog. <laughs> Yeah, man. So it's oh, yeah, no, go ahead. a lot of a lot of crazy stuff going on with that. But that's that's pretty much it. I just wanted to mention that story because it's kind of been going around everywhere. Um, but I don't know if anybody's really paying attention to it. That's the thing. Like it hasn't nah, it hasn't really, I really hit, heard it brought it up. Right. And it hasn't really hit social media. And for us and especially our generation, that's where, you know, when things have hit the public eye. Right. The minute all this mm-hmm. Ukraine stuff is happening, people are putting the flag all over their profiles and coming out with all these insane hot takes about what needs to be done over there, despite like knowing nothing of the situation. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, who knows? I. Oh, the other, th- and and you can tell too, right? By the way that that Sports Illustrated reporter was talking about the situation, it was like I don't know if he knew, but the whole like, oh, this could be something that they need diplomacy for, and they could be holding her yeah. hostage because of the situation going on with Ukraine. And then the question again is, okay, if that's the case, why would they use a WNBA player? Like. What's going on there? Like, what are they trying to do? And it seems like maybe it feels like a playbook from the past where, like, yeah, you have these situations where people are being held hostage for a reason and it's gripping everyone in the states. Problem is, it's just not working this time. Yep. So it's not at all. Just think, I think it's really interesting. Oh, geez. I, you Sucks know, I, Brittany. I didn't really mean to make this like a Ukraine episode. I know, especially since last episode, I think you said, hey, man, I'm tired of talking about I'm tired of, yeah. And I'm like, me too, I'm tired of talking about to be, politics in yeah. general. <laughs> to, to be fair, this stuff is all like on the outskirts of it. It doesn't all necessarily have to do with with uh-huh. actual Ukraine. Well, I guess this one does. Um, <laughs> it doesn't have to do with actual Ukraine. The next one is yeah, the next MGT one is, on hey, Ukraine. It's the only one that is, I think, that is specifically related to that. Well, the Sean Hannity thing, kind of, but it, that's more about him than it is about what's going on over there. Um, that's okay. Keep justifying it. It's okay. Whatever, you man. You can talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to play it anyway. All right. So the, Zelensky uh, made some sort of plea, I think, to Congress recently. Um, and M- MGT had uh, a mostly, I would say, for a congressperson, a uh, decent take on this if she's actually being um, honest in what she's saying. So, yep. uh, yeah, I'm just going to play it. Instead, sanctions act merely as a precursor to war, a sign of battle lines being drawn. If we truly care about suffering and death on our television screens, we cannot fund more of it by sending money and weaponry to Ukraine to fight a war they cannot possibly win. The only effect of more arms and more money from America will be to prolong the war and magnify human suffering. I don't know about you, but I don't want to be responsible for creating even more refugees and orphans in an already traumatized and dysfunctional world. 
It's not our responsibility to give President Zelensky and the Ukrainian people false hope about a war they cannot win. But given the Obama State Department and the Biden administration's interference in Ukraine over the years, we do now have a duty to help peacefully resolve the conflict by brokering peace talks and a successful, peaceful resolution. We can do all this without sending a dime and without shipping bombs to further inflame a war whose outcome already seems certain. We can do it without risking the dollar and therefore risking our economy, our jobs, and our homes. We must do it, I believe, as Christians to prevent any more human suffering and death. Yeah. As a Christian, <laughs> I say I have stock in Raytheon and Lockheed Martin. <laughs> I, just, I, just I have no stock in Raytheon and Lockheed Martin. I was just making a joke. I want to be clear because I do agree with her. You know, and, and that's the thing is that we talk about inconsistencies and all these people, listen, how do you ask Christians, me and David are Christians, and that's kind of one of our angles, right? We approach things from a Christian perspective because obviously we are Christians. We're Christians who happen to also be uh, anarchist libertarians. And so, uh, you know, it's important to point out inconsistencies of other people and to test their uh, – oh, this is the, what I was going to say. How do you test someone's faith? By their vocabulary and actions, right? By what they say and what they do. And when someone says they are a Christian, yet they're for bombing other countries and murdering innocent civilians, right? And they're not using any sort of just war theory, right? Which the only just war in my mind is a defensive war. Uh, obviously, because, yeah. you know, defense is not aggression. But when you're aggressing on someone, that's sinful. Uh, right. It's it's that thing of like, OK, so, uh, y you know, Putin is invading Ukraine. If a group of civilians stayed there and decided they wanted to defend their home and the, the Russian troops came in, they have every right to defend themselves because that's that's not they're not the aggressors in that situation. Right. Right. But the it's Russian so, troops are. Yeah. It's so much different when we're talking about these world powers nowadays. Like that's mm -hmm. that's a whole other topic when it's self of like, OK, you know, yes. Right. We like we uh, we've talked in the past about the stuff with blowback. Right. Where mm -hmm. it's like, OK, yes, they attacked the World Trade Center. But it's like, where did this really start? It's like it's so much more complicated nowadays than like a simply an invading country. Yeah. The stuff at this level is generally speaking way more nuanced than it is binary. Agreed. Yeah. And, you know, and again, I think it's, if we're going to be Christians, we need to advocate, you know, and I don't see it on the left and I, I don't see it much on the right either, which is advocating for no wars. Yeah. It's weird, right? <laughs> it's, it, it is weird. It's always been weird to me too, just as, as a side note that like, it's always been one of those topics that it's like, why has this never been a thing that's like brought up in church? Like we, you know what it is? Huh. Is people just listen to the corporate press, man? Yeah, they get I, I all the information right. from them. They don't. It, it's it's it really is mass formation. Yeah, they're hypnotized. They're programmed. Well, they're conditioned. Yeah, it's like, but it's what's so weird about it though is that it's on certain things, right? So yep. take like the church and abortion, right? The church generally, and you know, obviously there are exceptions to that. It's like there's sort of a solid ground as far as like when you go to most churches that are you know are uh, Bible believing. 
they all have a very like similar stance on abortion and a lot of the time there are sermons that will be focused or at least that's brought up within that right you can right. say the same thing for quite a few other subjects that go into the social sphere right war not one of those things yep like ever there it's a you get a very like uh pray for the people pray for the troops have a nice day yep and and you'll get a lot of um uh i know this isn't this is going off just a little bit but it, it you and the other thing that you get a lot of the time is like, well, I don't really know a lot of what's going on over there, so I'm not going to speak about it. And I'm like, okay, smart. Um, maybe you should know. Yeah. Maybe you yep. should should take a minute to to kind of understand these things because you might your heart might break for a lot of the stuff that goes on in the world because of uh, what a lot of these empires do on a regular yep. basis. And we don't have to kill people, kill innocent people. And be in these countries policing them for our national security. Oh, oh, absolutely. It's that's that's one of the biggest that's lies that's out. out there. Yeah. You'll hear Dan Crenshaw say that national yep. security. Yeah. But he doesn't know what he's talking I, about. Yeah. Just Tulsi, because he was Tulsi a Navy Gabbard. SEAL doesn't mean he knows what he's talking about. Yep. Tulsi Gabbard does the same thing, man. Yep. All right. Oh, well, let's let's move on to this next thing. Um Yes, yeah, so I don't know if anyone's heard, but there's a new bill. Uh, a bipartisan bill trying to be passed that's called the Kids Online Safety Act. <laughs> this midday, there is proposed federal legislation to overhaul online safety for your kids. A bipartisan pair of senators has presented the Kids Online Safety Act. It follows months of members of Congress grilling big tech companies like Instagram, parent company Meta, TikTok, and others about what is in place to keep kids safe. Now, this bill would give parents more control over online use for kids younger than 16. Senators say it provides parents with easy tools to keep them safe, limit screen time, and protect personal data. One of the Senate sponsors has been very vocal about the harm these platforms pose to kids of all ages. Not only do they know that their destructive content is driving kids down these rabbit holes to eating disorders <laughs> and self-harm, even suicide, but they're profiting from it. What they're doing is a half measure, and they're doing it because they know that legislation is coming soon, and they are quite concerned about that. In the House, Representative Kathy Castor has also introduced similar legislation to protect children's privacy online. You can learn more about... Um, first yeah. question, uh, where did they find the Crypt Keeper and his wife? <laughs> yeah, that's old dude. That's the, the, the dude was the dinosaur, was a Democrat, and then the yeah. lady was uh, Marsha Blackburn from Tennessee. And uh, they're the two, one, the guy, the males, the... Uh, Democrat, the female is the Republican, and man, I just think like they're probably not the it, best ones to it, if you're going go go down that route to write anything about social. No, about the internet at all. I mean, yeah. the two of them probably still aren't aware. Like their kid, their kids or their grandchildren yeah. probably have to help them get on the internet on What's a regular a basis. Face? Yeah. What's um, a talk tick? Uh, <laughs> yeah, to me, when it's a Richard, it's Richard Blumenthal, by the way. That's his name. Yeah. Okay. Richard Blumenthal. Uh, the kids online safety. Anytime you hear them using kids and online safety, uh -huh. anytime you hear any kind of, you know, fancy name like, you know, save the Dolphins Act and everything <laughs> like that. Uh, the protect the Women's Protection Act or the thing we were talking about yeah, earlier. Yeah. The violence. Uh, against Women Act, yeah. immediately be skeptical because they could, generally speaking, right, could care less. It's mm -hmm. all about control. And here's the thing. Why do parents 
listen, if you're a parent, hey, you chose to have a kid. It is your duty to protect them. I understand no one's perfect, but you had had a kid, and it is not the government's responsibility to be the parent to your kid. It is your responsibility. And it's the parent's job to protect their children and address these issues with them and to hold parents need to be held accountable. I would be more okay with a bill focused on parents than I would this. There's nothing that says by law your kid has to have social media. I don't care how much yeah. your kid finds. They don't have to have social media. That You can give your kid a flip phone if they need a phone. Yeah. Um, but I think, too, there's a reasonable way to go about it. You can limit your kid's time. You could talk with them about the dangers of social media. Me, personally, I don't think I would have my children on social media until they were an adult yeah. um, if, I, if I could help it. Uh, but – Again, I just goes back to no one forces your kid to have social media. And at this point, most people should know or be aware of how harmful it is, given everything that's come out about it. And all it's really going to do is give the government billions of dollars through fines. Yeah, it's money. I, I guarantee you. It, it comes so down to money. I was looking at some of the people who were endorsing this. Um, you have Common Sense Media, American Psychological Association, uh, American Compass, the Internet Accountability Project. Um, my bet uh, is that this maybe even more than trying to get uh, like a power grab out of this because the bill seems semi like ineffective. Yeah. Um, just based on kind of the wording in it, uh, and it, it'll depend, right? It kind of depends on one if it actually goes through, and two, um, what they're able to do with a lot of these companies because some of this stuff's already set in place. Uh, but it feels like we are trying to get this passed so that we can get money so that they can give it to a lot of these people that endorse them. Because, yep, not only that, but those who endorse it, I'm sure, I'm sure those agencies you just mentioned don't receive any grants from the government. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I <laughs> you know what I mean? Dude, I mean, it's any like. Time, any time the government gets involved, what happens? It bloats and it makes things worse. Yeah. You have, the government doesn't care about your kids. They only compare. They only care about government-approved messages, and mm-hmm. I think that's the route. Like This is a Trojan – in my opinion, it's a Trojan horse to be able to get in and be able to – Cancel people, if you will. You yeah, know what I mean? I, yeah. It, it, Limit it, messaging, free speech, and stuff like that. Yeah, it's like you were saying because the the bill, it's uh, it says right here. It says the bill creates a duty for social media platforms to prevent and mitigate harms to minors, such as content promoting of self harm, suicide, eating disorders, substance abuse, and sexual exploitation. So here's the thing: is like that is the reason, like of course that they're doing that. It's not going to stop there. Nope. And it's going to it's, it's going to be used in the same way that if you even make like a meme about something, you'll get a uh, a, a thing on one of your posts that's like this may be a misinformation. Yep. Because or the algorithm doesn't remember, understand. I was trying to follow jokes. someone and it came up and it came up on Instagram that this person has uh, created a lot of false posts. Uh-huh. Are you sure you want to yeah, follow them? Like, yeah. I definitely want to now. Yes. Yeah, it's 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 so funny. It was like when the whole when Rona was going on, and you would get the thing about, uh, you know, here's some information about COVID, um, sent on your post or whatever. It was almost a badge of honor, and it's like that thing has too. It's like now you're one of the bad kids. I know. And it's it. I don't know. It's like um, I I've seen uh. Some different people I follow on social media get in trouble for inciting violence because of a T-shirt that they were wearing. Yep. And just like weird stuff that it, it's like no one was looking at it like that. Nope. 
And that's, yeah, it's exactly, you're right. It's exactly where it's headed. They use the kids in order to get to everybody else. And parents are going to do this because people are lazy and hopefully they don't, hopefully they don't, don't be lazy. You should be over your kids with social media. You should be aware of the dangers it possess at this point. You should just because of predators online and, and various other things. Uh, but as well, you should be limiting, like understand, like certain people may not be tech savvy, but at this point, you know, most of the people who have kids are going to be our age or older have grown up with this and, and should know, uh, about the dangers revolving around social media because they themselves have social media, right? It's one of the reasons why I hate social media. Yeah, it's, it, it is, it can be very addicting and depending on, um, who you are, uh, it can have really really bad side effects i mean especially with younger kids i mean you and i for the most part didn't i mean internet became a thing like it was somewhat around but i mean i don't think i really had any sort of uh useful internet until my senior year of high school oh man yeah for me it was uh i want to say my eighth grade to freshman year eighth grade to freshman year of high school for me to where i had I think in middle school I had MySpace. Yeah, I'm not counting uh, dial. I'm just I'm not counting dial up for my sake because that stuff. I mean, you couldn't do anything. <laughs> you couldn't do anything on that really, except yeah. uh, like do um, instant messenger with your friends, and that was about it. But as um, far as having a smartphone and carrying it with you everywhere, yes, senior probably of high school for me or a junior. Yeah, and I don't think um, I I don't think I had one until my sophomore year. Of yeah. College. Um, yeah, I, I didn't have a. I didn't have a smartphone until my sophomore junior year of college too yeah. dang man we're old i know it's weird right <laughs> um yeah so it's 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 definitely a situation where responsibility comes into play and unfortunately there's a lot of people that don't want to take that responsibility for uh the people that they brought into this world and um, isn't marsha blackburn a republican and aren't republicans supposed to be for limited government uh you would think so but they're all in on um trying to remove uh what is it section section 230 yeah. Uh, from that so that the these companies have to be held accountable or whatever. And that's the thing is that a lot of these social media websites, they want this to happen because they don't want the responsibility. They yep. would they would rather be like, look, it's out of our hands. The government's telling us that we have to do this. Yep. Um, and th- exactly. that's where that's where a lot of things go wrong. So it's yeah, you're talking about Trojan horses. The whole thing with Section 230 is another one. It, it's it's confusing on purpose. It took me a really long time to wrap my head around it because um, it, it seemed like a good idea because it's like, oh, well, you want to be able to limit what these companies can do or whatever. But then you really think about it and you're like, wait, well, if they're limited, it's like they can use that against me and they'll they'll be forced to potentially like sanitize everything. Yep, exactly. Um, That's what's happening with YouTube, right? And who knows, man? Um, Yeah, it is happening with YouTube. Uh, Maybe it'll lead to more decentralization uh, if if this crap keeps getting worse and worse and people are like, we have to get off these platforms. Um, Yeah. Because it's hard to get people away from them. Um, I'd like I said, I'd love to move all of our stuff over to Odyssey, but we just can't do it right now because of that. Um, yep. And, you know, one of the reasons that we want to move it away from Odyssey is because of this lovely lady right here. The CEO of, of dinosaurs. YouTube. Yeah. Our, our recommendation, if governments want to have more control over online speech, is to to pass laws to have that be very cleanly and clearly defined, such that we can implement it. There are times that we see the laws being implemented or or being suggested that they um, they're, they're not necessarily clean or possible for us to cleanly interpret them. Um, and we've also seen sometimes there's laws passed just for the internet 
as opposed to for all speech. Um, and I, I do think that's a dangerous area when we start to get in and say, oh, sure, you could say something like this in a magazine or on TV, but you can't say it on the Internet. Yeah. So the CEO of YouTube also wants uh, essentially for someone else to come in and regulate them. You know, yep. it's, it's literally that regu- it's like regulate me, daddy meme. <laughs> Please. Yeah. That pretty much covers it. Yeah, man. I mean, uh, that clip speaks for itself. Mm-hmm. Um, did you have anything else you wanted to add before we close out? Yeah, go to YouTube, subscribe to us, follow us on, on Odyssey. Make sure you like and comment on the videos. Find us on social media, download our episodes, and be sure to share our podcast and YouTube page everywhere on social media and by word of mouth. Again, if you don't like us, we thank you for listening. If you do like us, we especially thank you and have a good one. (laughs) All right. And until Thursday, y'all take it easy. Politics ruins everything. Tell me what's worse than learning all that you led to believe was all horse crap. They distort so question as if you Warshack. Horsemen, force men, and they've long been having the course mapped. It ain't that you can't see, cause you can find it homes, it's that you don't want to. You cope by putting the blinders on. I've been trying to find some kind of way, but I've kind of known that y'all would rather whine and latch to nonsense cause your mind is gone. I can't save every person in politics and it's bringing the worst out the very earth. And every perk of living on this turf is being chipped at and nerfed, but I can't sit back and lurk. I've got to hit back, I'm certain it's my purpose. It's a beautiful thing too. Uh. Hold up. Yeah. Hey, hey. Looking at the technological advances. I used to be on dial-up looking for answers. Now what underappreciating was candid. And 20 years later, we got computers that hand fit. Used to be playing Sega Genesis with bros. Now I'm gaming with some folks on the other side of the globe. Used to go through a label if you trying to blow. Now people got more options on the table, got a post. Social media got us connected as ever on every medium. Should be more righteous and clever, but what we see in this communication is error and still the devious. Evil's immediate, tedious that you gotta be remediate. Cause idiots get heebie jeebies in the event that they don't agree with you. Try to ruin your whole life cause you say what they dislike. God forbid y'all disagree without a fight. The type of stuff that will clear up if you lighten up, Jack. Your trifle subject, your life would right if you give up that. You're mad at nothing, not adding up when you're sad enough at a sad sack that gets aggravated. And now you pay it forward, let people make your blood boil. Emotions firing like microwave for you or the oil, they annoy you. You add another's neck for the wrong reasons. Election years now seeming like full blown seasons. Man, you let politics ruin, or rather, control. Your whole life, man, you're gonna be a miserable person. Straight up. And unfortunately, that's where we're at. A lot of people are consumed by this. And it's driving them crazy. And they hate their neighbors. Sad.